We're rolling. Are we live? Do, 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 do. Heydays podcast. Nice. This is the Heydays podcast. I feel like I'm really hot. Level, <laughs> yeah, you are. Level wise. Oh. I'm not even going to say, hey, everyone. It's really lame. No, we just talk. I caught my, but I said it last time. Whoa, hey, welcome hey. to the Hey Days podcast. Hey, everybody. Boom. Hey, everybody. No, 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 we're just going to. Three, two, one. And we're live. We're broadcasting from the uh, Hey Days HQ. AKA, I, AKA Hanover Studios. Paul, Hanover Studios. Ooh, I like that. I like, yeah, it's good. It's a nice ring to it. The, the, the den of Paul. AKA Paul's, Paul's basement. It's very nice. We need to take a picture of it. Yeah. If you follow my Snapchat, you'll see one every practice. Not of us doing a podcast, though. I oh, like it's right. like really homey. Does that lamp work? Yeah, it does. You want to turn, turn it on? that lamp on? Man. Should I turn this light off then? Oh, hold man. on a second. Sexy time. Paul's setting the mood. Oh my God! This is fantastic. We need to we need to document this somehow, some way. But I guess we need to do a podcast at the same time. Well, what should we talk about for ten to twenty minutes? I have no idea. We just got done with an intense practice, learning about five songs for our upcoming gig, August tenth. There you go. Tell people about the upcoming gig, Jerry. Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary's a good name. Maybe we should switch it to Gary. <laughs> Gary. Your, so name, your name should be Gary. Just because I couldn't pronounce the J correctly. The the heydays are playing. We. We are playing uh, at the Hilton patio at Ballpark Village, August 10th. We're playing two hours before the Cardinals play the Pittsburgh Pirates and two hours after the game ends. We're playing the Pirates? Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yep. I guess they're in our division, so that makes sense. Yep. Because I just went to the game on Monday and we played the Pirates. But I guess we'll play them again here in a month. Oh, yeah. August and September, I think it's... Mostly September. It's nothing but uh, division. Uh, so what's that like? The Reds, Cubs, Pirates. Pirates. Is it Milwaukee? Is that the mm-hmm. other one? Yep. And I remember my baseball sort of. Very good. What do you think, Pamps? <clears throat> baseball? Oh, baseball? Yeah, you don't like baseball, do you? Or you don't care for it? I'll jump on the bandwagon it, when September comes around. It's really hard to go from... The, the season that the that the Blues had to Cardinals in the summer. It's hard to go from not making the playoffs and watching the Cardinals. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, just baseball in general, just the just how intense, especially playoff hockey, but just hockey in general, the intensity of all the games, and then going to summer, even even April, baseball. It's the 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 speed, the dynamic is so yeah. different. The athleticism, to me, is more fun to watch in a hockey game because it's more all around. But somebody also brought up the point of hockey being the easiest. You know, no other sport can you play terrible and still get into the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. Was that because so many different teams make the playoffs? Yeah, because there's so many teams out of the NHL that make the playoffs. Because what? How many teams are there totally in the NHL? Is it 31. 20, 31, that's right. And so how many make it to the playoffs? 16? About half, over half. Yeah, yeah. so over half make yeah. it to the playoffs. Yeah. As opposed to like NFL, it's 32 teams and 12 make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Baseball is even harder, isn't it? It's 30 teams. Yeah. And how many make the playoffs? Man, I don't know off the top of my head. I just know each division and there's two wild cards. So each division winner, and there's two wild cards. So is it ten of, total the then? League. So it's three divisions in each. So that's six plus. So is it four. only? There's so two it's wild four, cards and then in four each. more wild. So it's ten total. Yeah. So ten out of thirty. I hope no no like avid sports fans listen to this. Why? Because we'll sound like idiots. We're a bunch of morons. <laughs> Just we, math. Yeah, I know. Well, it's I more guess. like counting actually. <laughs> I guess. Which I right. guess is a form of math. But anyway, but yeah. Sports. Sports. You looking it up, Pat? 
<clears throat> I was fact checking that 31 teams in the NHL. Are they coming out with a 30-second one? Is be it a 30-second in 2021? Seattle. 2020. Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did they come up with a name yet for that? I don't believe so. The Mud Badgers. The Mud Badgers? Okay. That's false. The Seattle Evergreens. Ooh. Something like that. The uh, Seattle Grunge. <laughs> the Flannels. The that's Flannels. That, that sounds like an XFL team. Seattle Grunge. Grunge. I like it. Or the Seattle Dragons. Mother <laughs> flipping <laughs> dragons. What's St. Louis's XFL team? They haven't announced yet. Mm. If you listen to our XFL podcast, you would know that. I'll subscribe. It's on iTunes. Subscribe and like. Okay, okay. So anyway, moving on from sports. Our fourth member, she took off on us. She did. Diane, Paul's sister. She's got like a family and stuff. I got a family too. Yeah, but you don't care about yours. Oh, (laughs) oh my God. I'm just yanking your chain, Jerry. I know. But anyway, I was was hoping to get her background. What's up? She's got a bun in the oven. That's true. I'm not faulting her by any means. Yeah. I, I was actually counting on it, but... um. Anyway, I was hoping to get her background because we went over our background last episode. So now we can talk about um, what do you hate the most about being in a cover band? Hate the most? Or just like, or should we do positive first? What do you love the most and what do you dislike the most? Okay, I'll go what I like the most. Um, I guess I've been in original bands. And nobody knows your music. Like there might be like that one friend that's a diehard that like is singing along, but nobody's singing along to your music. But when you do a cover band, like there's people actually singing along and dancing along and having a good time, and they're actually you get that kind of crowd interaction and, and gratification. You get that connection. Yeah, yeah. That you're playing like yeah, I didn't write it or whatever, but it's still I'm producing, I'm making music that people are enjoying. So I like that part of it. I'm gonna turn this into a debate. Okay. So Pat. Now I want your take on why, not original band is better, but because you are, were, I know you were, you've done original music. So what's, what's, what do you like better about original doing, playing your own music? Not even opposed to covers, just what, what are the benefits did you like about it? I suppose the creative aspect of it all, mm. because when you're learning a song, Especially myself, uh, I like to learn, when I do put in the time and the effort, I like to learn the parts exactly how they're played because obviously somebody who put the time and effort into, unless it totally sucks and you can hear it on the record and it sucks, but obviously there were important people who have better ears than I have who made those parts and perfected the parts before they put them on the album, so takes the creative aspect out of it. But at the same time, on the other hand, you can emulate a lot of that stuff. So when I hear a lot of this 90s stuff, a lot of it's not played well when you go out and see these bands. So when you actually nail the part and you, you know, cut it and figure out what exactly the guys are doing, you appreciate it a lot better. So... I guess, yeah, the creative aspect's kind of out the door when it comes to learning cover stuff. Yeah. I miss I, yeah, I miss that the most, is, like, the creative part of, like, just, hey, I want to take nothing and turn it into something, turn it into something. Like, having so many ideas, and it's like, all right, let's just piece it all together and, you know, just, I guess, the excitement of it. Because there's nothing like starting a new project whether it be not so much a band, but like a new album or EP or whatever, the start of it, it's fantastic. But then once you get like deep in it and you start nitpicking everything, then it's a drag. It's insanity. Yeah. Especially, I can't imagine for drums, especially playing the same part for the hundredth, two hundredth time. Um, But yeah, I guess just the start of that, just creating the creative part, just, one, it's easy because the creative part can be extremely difficult, too, where you are like, I suck. 
this song sucks. I never want to do this again with cover stuff. You don't, you know, you're like, all right, this sucks. I don't want to play the song. I'm not going to learn it. Uh, totally. And then I, but I do at the same time, I feel like the, the best part about, is I guess coming from a, a songwriter slash guitarist is like just coming up with, coming up with one like just chord idea in your basement and then, like, fast forward to however many weeks, months, years it takes to hearing that idea play like a full band and a f- the f- like everything just out of like the loud studio speakers. There's nothing. There's nothing beats that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Taking an idea from your head and actually seeing it physically or hearing it physically is a crazy, rewarding thing. Yeah. It's such a mysterious thing, too. It's like, where did that idea even come from? Like, a lot of times I'll be, like, middle of the night, I'll wake up, and I'll have an idea for a song, and then just got to get up and just write it down. John Frusciani went into a huge, he had, like, a three- or four-part, I think this was right after he left the Chili Peppers, he had a three- or four-part, it was just him sitting on the bench and somebody videotaping him and asking questions, and one of the questions was, where do you think those ideas come from? And he's like, they there's some kind of force or energy that puts these things into my, I'm not coming up with these things. They're right. somehow, which. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's coming from me. It's like, I'm just right. like a, I'm just, I'm tapping You're into something. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the times it happened like at five in the morning, like I'm like <clears> half asleep <throat> and then like I have like a full, yeah, everything absolutely. in my head, mm-hmm. everything, the, the production and the strength, like everything. And then I fall asleep. And then but I try, I try my best. I don't really do it much anymore, but like I would, do the voice memo as soon yeah. as I woke up and just uh, half awake and then I listened to it. It's like, what yeah. the hell is this? Because all that production just goes away when it's out of your head and all you have is that whatever whatever you're humming into your voice memo. Do you guys have this experience that when I was younger, I feel like I could tap into that much oh, easier yeah. than I can now. Oh, totally. It's like I, I'm never getting in that zone where it's just like, I really want to write a song. I'm really motivated to write a song or I got an idea I want to do. Like when I was younger, I would have that all the time. I would have it all the time. And it just started fading out as I got older. Uh, the, uh, the ideas really haven't stopped. I guess they kind of have, um, but I guess just the the energy to try to keep it, try to keep it, and record it, and all that. I kind of just, even though the ideas are being fed, they just I don't know. And yes, you get, or no. If you get older, I'm trying to think why. Because like, do you get older, you get cynical, like oh that's stupid, you know. Like when I'm younger, I'm just a naive, and I just kind of put it out there. And like songs that I wrote a long time ago, yeah, they're kind of cheesy, but it's like there's something, there's something there. I don't know if it's just I don't know is it all your energy, like where your energy is going towards, like if it's a job or kids. You know, right. I don't know if it's all that, and like that's what your creative energy is focused on. Because yeah, when I was God, when I was early twenties, it was just nonstop. Like I wanted to make concept albums, and I had like these concept albums in my head, and like the, it just I was so aspirational, I, and for most of my if not all my 20s, even in my early 30s. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's... Or if it's just... If you're in a group, an active group, and you consciously consciously know or want to produce stuff, I don't know. It's a good question. Hmm. Yeah, because I know it's like when we had our other, our uh, original band, I think it got to a point where it's like... Like something about being that band versus my previous band... It's just like my heart wasn't in it the same way. That's why I was like, let's just do covers at this point. That's where I was kind of pushing to do covers. I feel like it was like our last little hurrah in original music. Well, it could have been that versus like the environment. Like you were in it with your friends. Yeah. You know, you're getting together and you're and We were friends, but it wasn't the same. You and Sean were, I guess. But yeah, it was different. Like being in high school, writing songs, get together. Like it's also new and exciting. So you had that aspect to it as well. And that's what kind of. It didn't kill it, but just putting all, all that work and effort, and then you know we played our gigs, and there's like no one there. Yeah, <laughs> playing on like a Wednesday night in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's like uh, it becomes then, work, and then you right. figure out if you really enjoy it that much or not. Well, yeah, and that's like everything now. Anything you yeah. put, uh, we'll call it a hobby. I don't know. Anything you want to put energy into, there's got to be a payoff, or there should be a payoff. You know, especially the older you get. You can only do something for so long if you don't either get rewarded financially or rewarded just like satisfactory, you know, if you don't get satisfaction from it. And that's where I think the like the cover band kind of comes into play because you're still playing music that you love 
for most, I mean, most people, some people don't, some people just get in cover bands and play whatever, just for a check. But that's why, like, I never wanted to be in a cover band growing up, but I, well, I only wanted to, unless I'm doing music that I want to do. And now that the music we want to do is super popular, (laughs) it really wasn't 20, 15 years, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so that is the, the, the good aspect of it, of, and actually being good and getting people singing, in, not shit, not singing, singing your songs, just singing the songs you're playing. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't make it and be a millionaire, just do the next best thing. Yeah. It's my opinion. So cover band it is. <laughs> that's why <laughs> there's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but the idea is for me never stop because I wanted to put out something not too long ago. I still have shoot. I got like tons of stuff sitting on the shelf somewhere. I guess the other aspect of it is that I feel like I'm not tapped into the culture the same way I was. Like when you're 17 years old, like you're tapped into the culture, you're tapped into what's like your contemporary time. You're, you're tapped into what's popular at the time. It's like the type of music that I like. That's true. Is I, I feel like I'm still stuck in like 2004. Like that's, that's that was the time that I was like totally in music and that's what I really like, but it's kind of old news at this point. Well, so if I would write something, it, it'd be like I, I wrote something for an era that's long gone. Well, yeah. And not only that, I'm not in the scene, but I feel like a lot of scene is making stuff in your basement, like with like the, yeah, all the... It's a different... I mean, yeah, especially just the for tools, like a drummer. Like yeah. How do you feel about all like the new music? I feel like, especially popular music, it's it's just it's a software. It's all yeah. software instruments. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff I hear on like t- the newer stuff on ninety eight one and one oh seven seven, the stuff that's obviously sampling, which that's another instrument within itself, but it doesn't really resonate with me personally. Um, but. Yeah, there, it seems like a lot of the human element of music and the imperfect part of music right now is kind of uh, non-existent. Mm-hmm. It's like a double-edged sword. It's like when we were, like you said, 2004-ish, five, between 2005, 2010, like everybody went, like the, the pretty much the Apple generation, like the iMac books and all that, where GarageBand came with every single computer bought I feel like anybody who had some sort of idea could be, or at least record something, and then the industry caught up, and then like, oh, you made this in your basement on a garage band, okay, and then you're hearing mastered versions, but you're hearing full songs made in garage band in someone's basement on the radio. Yeah. I don't know what point I'm trying to make, but I guess like that's what, it kind of killed the, well, the, the thing is, like, idea you, of everybody getting together, yeah, well, the, the together aspect. You know what I mean? Yes, you're saying. Well, the other thing is that they're the gatekeepers aren't as big a deal anymore. It's like any, like they have a computer, they have the programs on their computer. They can make music sound just as good as the professionals, and so there's the barrier to entry is so much lower. But the problem is that it's almost like we're flooded with so much music, so much That's content now, is that you don't have like you're never going to have another Beatles or Led Zeppelin like just a band that transcends, like, it just defines the time. Like, what what band today would you say that, that defines the year 2019? Like, there's there's so many different genres. There's so many different niches. There's no, like, dominating artist out there. What do you think about that? Because, Pat, because Paul and I had a discussion about it last week, and I think we said, do you listen to any new music? And we're like, no. Or, like, we try to, yeah, but... Not really, though. And it's like, where do you even get it? From? Like, I know there's, I guess there's just so much. Just like Too many every, choices. There's just like everything in media now. There's just so many choices. So it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, you can get your, you hear great music everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there still doesn't seem like a front runner, unless we're out of the loop. Pat, do you, can you think of any bands or groups or persons? Yeah. So the last three albums, and I like vinyl still, so. Yeah, totally. I like so when I buy music, I'm either going to buy it on iTunes or I have to pay 10 bucks, so they're actually getting some of the cut, or I'll buy a vinyl or I'll go to a show and buy a shirt or whatever. But 
the last three albums I bought were new and they were uh, I guess um, maybe yuppie is how you would put it like I could go to a bar in Webster Grove and bring up this band and somebody would be like oh yeah I really enjoy you know Andrew Bird okay. or Dawes or Laura Marling or something like that and people right. would be like oh yeah absolutely I, I think it's like a I hate to put labels on stuff, but maybe like people that like listen to NPR probably like the stuff that I mm-hmm. like. Maybe is that not being too? Totally. No, I don't. I don't think it's negative. Ostentatious. Or no. But yeah, I think there's a lot of it out there. But I'm like you guys when it comes to movies. I know what I like, and I don't really branch off. Because I just, I love this, you know, I love these certain movies so much. I would rather watch that than have to, you know, figure out if I like this other movie, honestly. And I don't know if it's just for me personally that I don't not, I don't not like it. I guess with all the options, I don't know when the last time I went to a service to hear something without like having it come up in a playlist or... You know, because like I said, it's not like, oh, I hate new music. I hate anybody new. And with the, there's so much media out there, it's even hard just to like, with all the, like, if I'm sitting at my computer, I have YouTube, I have music services that provide podcasts, which I think podcasts is a huge cut into time to listen oh, to yeah. music as well. Like, I think I listen to podcasts more than music so for sure. And I use coming at you, though. Right. And so, like I said, I don't think it's just like a, a negative thing towards today's day and age. I think it's just competition. Yeah. With everything, everything in media, there's just competition everywhere. Like when I go into Netflix and I right. see that there's a hundred movies or shows I haven't even heard of. I'm like, I don't even want to start any of these. That's why that's kind of how it is with radio in my or radio music scene. Yeah. For me personally, because it's like, I even I don't even know where to start to get into somebody. Yeah. I guess when I want to, Going to something new, like uh, to me, like I haven't really like gone out and like discovered new bands. Like the only time I start listening to new bands is because someone else, like a friend of mine or someone I work with, is listening to the band. So because I want to use music as a tool, as like as a connection to that other person. Like for example, uh, like my partner, like uh, in business together, like we'd spend all day together and we'd listen to music, and like hey, he likes this band, like Cell Dweller, he really likes this band, and so. I got into that band because because he was into it, and then we kind of share that. It's like, hey, we, we're both big fans of uh, Cell Dweller now, and so it's kind of a way to to make a connection with another person, and that's kind of the driving force behind following that band. Like, I probably wouldn't have uh, normally. I probably wouldn't have gravitated toward that band, but because there was that connection, I did because of that. Totally, that's how I was with Thrice. I yeah, I knew nothing about Thrice until a coworker just played them. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of good. Yeah. Then, yeah. Maybe if it's like somebody you respect and you know they have good taste, you're like, well, if this guy or this person, this woman. Yeah, because there's something different. Like you listen to a song and you like it, that's one thing. But you listen to a song and you're with somebody that also likes it, like that just elevates, that like more than doubles like how right. amazing that experience is. But it, it's almost like we kind of to circle around, we almost need the gatekeepers. Yeah. That's because that's what you, that's kind of what, your your friend, your coworker, they are the gatekeepers because they're yeah. introducing this to you, mm-hmm. and you respect their opinion. You respect, I guess. I mean, maybe you don't, but um, if you like the same type of music, and they say, "Hey, here's a cool band," you almost need that kind of gatekeeper to just yeah harness it all in and deliver yeah. your options. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's so much chaos. There's so much. It's oversaturated at this point. That yeah, you need to rein it in a little bit. I guess the other way, like I just I use music as a tool nowadays, like. Like most of the time, if I'm just trying to fill time, I'll listen to a podcast. But if like if I'm going to work out or go for a run, like I use music as like a tool to motivate me. Right. And so it's like I don't even I don't know. It's like a different use of music. Uh, I feel like I have a different relationship with music now than I did before. So now I just pick out music that's like okay, this is gonna pump me up. Like and that's why I, how I pick music nowadays. And probably the only other time I listen to music is like hey, I'm trying to find music that we can play for the band. Right. And so then it's more just like it's more like a job or whatever. That's kind of like the opposite with me for podcasts and for music. For podcasts, I'm trying to get some, like, it's a tool where I'm like, 
I need information on this or I would like to hmm. better understand this and I'm really paying attention. And for most music nowadays, like on the way to work, if I have a 15, 20 minute uh, commute, I'm just putting on music and I think half the time I'm just thinking and I'm not even listening to the music, hmm. which seems like I've heard you say before you're doing that with podcasts. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. How, how do you listen to music, Jerry? Like, what's your kind of... With headphones? Is it with, a, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I work from home, so I most for the most part, just... Uh, I, it, even even 10 years ago, when like podcasts weren't very popular, like I, it was like... Almost like how we're talking about how... It's almost like a feeling. It depends on the day. depends on... Or if I hear something in a playlist or even like a certain type of music in an ad. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's based on mood pretty much. It's like, Oh, I haven't listened to that person in a while. I'm going to bring up their, their whole discography and listen to them the whole day. That's always fun when you go from like a really soft artist and then you hear something, whatever on the radio, you're just turning the channel or maybe like going from aux to Bluetooth or something. And you hear a song, you're like, Holy shit. Yeah. And then it just... I don't yeah. get that feeling a lot, though. Like a song you haven't heard in a while or just something just it connects? Just totally different, like going from listening to the Beatles to listening to Royal Blood. Oh, I hear you. And yeah. you're just like, oh, my gosh, this makes me feel so good, right? I can't believe I've been listening to the Beatles for two months. I need this energy. And then you just... Yeah. And that gets boring after a week. And it's almost like something else. And I, like, I could binge. Like, oh, I haven't heard this band in a while. And then, like, it just connects. And then, like, I listen to them nonstop for, like a week or two and then we'll listen to them again for a while. It's weird how like the same song, if you listen to it in different context, it has a totally different effect on you. Totally. When's the last time either of you can answer this question? When's the last time you listened to an album in its entirety? First time without, you know, you heard a song, you're like, okay, I'm going to check out this album. Uh, let's see. From it's it's been a long yeah. time. It's well, rare for, nowadays. I, people don't listen to albums. People listen to songs. Except like a new one, or just last time I just listened to it a whole whole album all the way through. Yeah, you heard a song, you're like, I'm gonna check out the whole album. Uh, I did that with Tool recently. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Well, actually, I was while I was re, or reorganizing this basement. I just needed like for some reason, like I can't like follow Tool. I don't know why it is. Like I don't like recognize the melodies or something. I can't track it. So it, it's really good for like if I'm doing work. So I'm not like. Like if it's music, I know I kind of stop and I want to like listen to it or sing along, but like something with tools that I can concentrate what I'm doing and it's like motivating background music for me. So I listen. Nice. I don't even know what album it was. I just went on YouTube and it just said tool full album. I just hit play. <laughs> I don't even so know which one it is. You can find a tool album online. Yeah, and I just played the whole thing and my my basement's clean now. Nice. I think your phone's static and uh, yeah, it's been a while. Well, I, and, and it also changes for me because like I said, I don't. I work from home, so I don't sit at a desk. So a lot of times, like I can't. I'm just I'm, I'm sitting down for a little bit, and I'll get up. And I'll sit down and get up. I'll do this. I'll do that. But when I sat at a desk all day, that's when I like will listen to disoc. I would pick a a person in the morning, and listen to their whole discography. Mm. So I guess it's like that attention span. Because I I don't I rarely listen to like music throughout the whole house. Like it's usually just in my office or. Um, so a lot of times, just just if I'm listening to something or even a podcast, like I have to, I got to pause it and move on but when i am listening to something either on the on the the speaker in that like in the kitchen or living room like it's just a playlist yeah when's the last time you did like is to go even further like listen to a full album like you just sat down like maybe just lay in the middle of the floor and like turn the lights off and just listen to an album like last time you did something like that i did that with an ep before i took a nap like i, I but it was a it didn't have any lyrics. It was more of an instrumental EP, but it was only five songs. Yeah. It might have been 40 minutes, but I was laying on a bed and I did that, which... What was it? Blake Mills, just an obscure guy, producer. I feel like I used to do that all the time when I was like, when I was 17, 18 years old, like a new album would come out and like you couldn't wait to hear it. And like I would just go home, put it on my, in my stereo and just... I closed my door and just listened to the whole album all the way through. And yeah, like I'd, yeah. I'd had the album in front of me. I had all the lyrics. I'd sit there and uh, read the lyrics as they're going through it and just just absorb it. I feel that was like 12, 11, 12, 13 for me was every day. 
Oh, really? It was like, yeah. I found an album and I got the, you know, portfolio out and looked at it and looked at what they were saying. And, you know, if I wasn't watching MTV videos or whatever it was. Yeah, it's weird how our, our relationship with music has changed, like, so dramatically. And it's not even because we're getting older. It just since exactly. I don't the, get the, the dawn sense of the digital, like, the yeah, dawn of digital. Because even even in the '90s, or you could say what Pat just said of how you consume music in the '70s it was just different, a different actual physical media. But people were still listening to records, mm-hmm. sitting in the room, and you know, looking at the the big inserts and the lyrics. And I don't think you get that nowadays. Yeah, I still think they do a little bit. Actually, I was with my cousin the other day, and he was all excited. J. Cole, I think that's his name. He's I've a rapper. Name. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, but he was all excited. Like, he's about to drop an album, and, and like, uh, he had a, he was driving back uh, home, which is like a 12 hour drive back to Colorado. And he's like, he was so excited to get in the car and listen to the whole album while he's in the car. And so I guess that's it great. still does exist. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't say no one doesn't yeah. do this. That's very old and. Yeah, but it kind of brought me back. It's like, oh man, those, those are the days. Like, <laughs> I could tell how excited he was to listen to it. That, it's rare. Yeah. Big time. Everybody, like, most of the people I ride in a car with have Spotify or Apple Music. And it's never a a full album. It's always a a shuffle playlist. And if I ever have people in my car and I play a full album, people get bored pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough. Like, like you need the gatekeepers that, hey, everyone listen to this album. Yeah. Like, that's why maybe the gatekeepers weren't so bad after all. But at the same time, like, thinking about that, like I, ne- I really listened to stuff that was popular. Like I wanted to venture out and find new things. So I don't know. It's kind of. I guess it wasn't too obscure. So I guess there were a gatekeeper. Like we'll say A and R. Like th- those can be gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily people that are putting it on the radio TV, but just people who are taking them out of the thousands and millions of you know unsigned bands looking for a deal. And the A and R was your go between picking those bands out of the obscure into even just making an album. They don't necessarily have to be famous. Yeah. But, yep. Huh. You guys got anything else? That's us, that's us trying not to sound old. No, we're old. I think this is old people. Well, this is like transition from young to old. I don't know. At the same time, transition from not analog. Yeah, like our... Digital, our digital to... Let's say pre-internet to post-internet. I think we're kind of in a unique generation that, like, we we were kind of the last generation to experience analog. Like, we still had like we grew up with CDs. Like, I remember a time pre-internet. Like, I was I was a kid or whatever. But every generation from here on out is gonna live with the internet. You know, that's like I can connect with anybody in the world like that. There's there's greats and there's huge negatives to it, to yeah. everything, everything, internet. Yeah. And then, like, generations before us, like, they never knew internet or they they didn't um, grow up at the same time, so they don't really, I guess, aren't connected to it the same way we are. Mm-hmm. I think we have a unique um, relationship with the internet. Right. I, I, got, I got a theory that, like, our generation is better with computers than any other generation. Isn't it funny that we're like just monkeys and we think <laughs> we know what we're doing with these computers and we're probably just like yeah. scraping the surface? Yeah. Well, you get the idea, like old people, it, um, like you kind of get the cliche, like grandma doesn't know what she's doing on the internet, but they're like, oh, all you young kids, you know how the internet, you know how the internet works. But like, I'm seeing like kids, like like my cousins stuff, like they don't understand how computers work either. Like they, the user interface on like iPads and stuff and um, is so good and so easy to use that they have no idea how anything works under the hood. Like not a clue. I don't know. So it's like we, we, we grew up with it, so we're not scared of it like the old people are, but we still have to kind of, kind of had to know how it worked. Right. And now the kids coming up is that it's so user friendly that they don't need to know how it works either. Hmm. That's I don't very know. interesting. That's, that's I don't know theory. a whole lot about computers yeah. either. But well, I'm saying as a generation, like yeah. Yeah, me personally, I don't know that much. But 
with all the IT that has gone on within yeah. millennials. Well, like program, you should talk like programmers. yeah, like programmers. So, so like, I yeah, think, I feel so like this is like our generation will be like the golden age. The best programmers that it'll ever be will be, come from our generation. Maybe Gen X. I feel like Gen yeah, X. Maybe, yeah, okay. I feel I feel like Gen X. Okay, Gen X millennials, like which are not really, we're not quite Gen X. We're yeah. like on the end of the young, the very yeah. young Gen X. I'll, okay, I'll get because those were like I'll program, give it to Gen X programmers too, yeah. before there was an internet. Yeah, that basically built programs and software and and pre-internet to internet 1.0 and we were we're in that we're in the internet 1.0 to 2.0 yeah to where we know stuff but definitely more than what do you call this last this latest generation gen it's not gen Gen z gen z yeah 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 gen x millennials gen z how does it work but i mean there's people making this they're making people are still making apps and it's oh yeah it's gotta be young people right Younger. Uh, well, it's our age people making stuff. I mean, like younger, like straight out of school. Making stuff? I don't know. No? I don't know. Not as much. I don't think so. I don't. I have no idea. No <laughs> way. For, I didn't, I didn't I research know. this or anything. I'm just shooting from the hip. It's interesting. It's, it's definitely an interesting time. Yeah. Well, the rate of change is so fast nowadays. Yeah, just think of what what was not available 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Yeah, it's like crazy how fast. Like I got into an industry, like I got out of college and I started doing app development and it's kind of, it's it's moved beyond like where it's like what everything, all the skills I learned in 2010 are not applicable anymore. Yeah. So it's like I just, I learned something that's not useful anymore. So like you're constantly having to stay up on top of it. I got a degree in media, like communications before there was a social media. Yeah. So just think like all the things you learned. It's like video it's and graphics. Applies. Like ah, that you know you're gonna you'll you'll do it for news and yeah. You know if you want to move to Hollywood. Yeah. And then social media exploded like right as I got out of college. Yeah. It's like and you learn that so five years from now that's gonna be all out the window right. and it'll be something new. Right. Should have been like a plumber or something. There's always time. Yeah. I want to. I want to seriously. I want to be an HVAC guy. Yeah. Because you're always gonna need people are always gonna need their their furnace and their AC, especially with how how the climate is yeah. around here, at least. Yeah. Super hot, super cold. Yeah. And I want to be a car mechanic because I want to fix my own car and not pay 50% upcharge for labor. Right. Like people not don't even, yeah. People like see things as like appliances nowadays. Like your just, car. Just throw it away. You just throw it away and buy a new one. <laughs> That's how it is with TVs. Yeah. TVs like are so why, cheap. Why would you fix a TV? Just, why nah, why would you we'll fix anything? New, we'll get a new one. There'll either be a Black Friday sale or a Prime sale or a President's Day sale. Yeah. or It's a, almost more expensive to fix something than, yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Totally. Yeah, I was working with my cousin the other day, and he, the lawnmower, <laughs> like, the belt broke on it. He's like, I just bought a new one. I didn't feel like dealing with it. Well, now we're getting a whole different, like, there's things are made so cheaply now. Yeah. Like the good and bad of it. Like they're cheap. Pat, you out of here? Pat's got to go. Signing off. See you, Pat. Good talk. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We'll keep going a little Do it longer, again next week? Yeah. Cool. Take it easy. That's Pat exiting. Thanks for sticking around. Pat didn't even want to do it. He's like, I got to go. He said 10 minutes. This has been way longer than 10 minutes. I feel like this is a nice decompression after practice. For sure. Especially with the mood lighting. Yeah. I think we'll start bringing drinks. We used to do this anyway. We just sit around and talk after practice. That's why. Might as well record it. That's how this podcast started. Me and Paul would sit here. Pat would always jet out, but Pat used to have an hour commute. Yeah, it's not as bad anymore. But uh, we just talked for an hour about stuff like this. It's like, we should just be recording this and putting it out for two people to listen to. Yeah. Maybe like putting this out there, I'll realize how stupid I really am. You start getting feedback. I feel like I sound like a genius, like me and you talking. And then you put it out there, and it's like, oh, I'm an idiot. We need to start fact-checking. Fact yeah. So put, put in the comments how big of an idiot I am. Yeah, fact-check us. What were we talking about? I don't know. He ruined our momentum. Yeah. Talking about the uh, how people don't really have skills. Not yeah. skills, but um, trade skills. Yeah. I want to learn more trade skills. I wish I learned more trade skills when I was younger. Trade skills. When I was yeah. Younger. I don't know. It wasn't. I feel like it's not valued. 
I can attribute, like go, going through school growing up, it was always get good grades so you can uh, like get a good ACT score so you can get into a good college so you can get a degree and, and get a job. Like that was always the track that they kept pushing on us, kept pushing on us. And like never, like, like almost like you kind of looked down on people that were on trades. Totally. And I think there's still kind of that stigma around it that you're not, lo- you're kind of looked down on if you, if you're a painter or something, or if you're a, a mechanic, a painter like I, a, like a house painter. Yeah, not like not art, yeah, no, no, not, not like an artist. Like a like yeah. yeah, just I don't know. Things need to get painted. Things need to, a plumber or an electrician or those type of jobs. Which I think those jobs actually, I think you're probably better off financially doing those. Like totally. you go you go to school and you get all this debt and you get some office job that you hate and you end up. You sit at a desk all day and you get unhealthy and your medical bills go up and well the only the only the only thing and I've I said this even before going into college is like you're paying all this money or going into debt all this money for it's not I mean it is a piece of paper but a theoretical piece of paper mm-hmm. just to say to take it to jobs like do you have a degree yes yeah. I have a degree and a lot of professions need degrees I'm not saying that mm-hmm. a lot of professions do but a lot of professions don't. No, and you get in just by do you have, like that's like your gate in your yeah. Your, do you well, have a degree? I have, a, yeah, I have a degree. degree. Yeah, I have a degree in engineering. It's like everything I learned. I mean, maybe a little bit I use, but like when I got my first engineering job, like I learned on the job how to do my job. I didn't learn in school how to do the job. Like it was more just a way to prove that okay, this guy's good at math. Right, he, he can have a job. It's it was, almost like a gatekeeper. Yeah, it's like, it's like separates you from. Yeah, just but I, I could have just taken a test and I could have done the exact same right. thing. I could have taken one test, like okay, this guy's good at math. Let's hire him. That would have saved me four and a half years. I saw a really good. It was you know goofy promo, not promo, a goofy YouTube video, but it made sense. It's like instead of, and it wasn't a four year college, but instead of uh, for a sound engineer, instead of spending seventy, eighty thousand dollars at to get your certificate. Mm-hmm. Just take all that money and just learn online. Buy all the tools, buy the equipment, and just put your hours in. Just start doing it. And you don't even need four or five years. Just just yeah. buy the equipment, learn it, try to get an internship somewhere, learn on the job, learn what to do, learn what not to do, and you're better off. That's kind of what we're doing with this podcast. Right. It's like I don't have a degree in podcasting, and I'm not saying this is any good or anything, but like it'll get better over time. We'll get better at just talking. Any- we'll get better at the production of it. Anything you do, anything. I think, that's yeah, what, you, that's you learn better by is. doing than sitting learn in a classroom, listen to a lecture about taking it. tests and yeah, all that stuff. Screw school. <laughs> Everybody drop out of school right now. That's what we're saying. But and then you know the big. I mean, it'll probably hopefully it never comes. But like, when the grid fails, you're gonna need oh, skills. We are, we are screwed. You're we gonna are so people screwed. are gonna need skills. But hey, that's survival of the fittest. Do you say when the grid fails? You didn't if, say if. You if said when. when. If and when I don't know anything, you got to think like, at some point. Unless this is a controlled experiment. Well, I mean, even like there's storms, you know. Like if there's a big winter storm and your area might be out of power for two days, right? Like, well, it's like the theory. Okay, people think they might not need skills, but it's like what happens when the grocery store runs out of food? Oh, we're done for. You're so done many, for. So many people are done for. Yeah. I mean, we're, talking, we're getting into different type of skills. We're talking about labor skills versus just survival skills. That's yeah. a totally different aspect. If like survival, I mean, how, survival, survival skills are even harder because you've got to just pretty much be like Bear Grylls and drop yourself in the middle of a forest and a in a desert and a to, to learn how to survive in those conditions. Even though I guess we won't be in a desert. Yeah, I wouldn't think. I hope I don't get tested. Like I like to think in my mind that oh I'd do okay I'd I'd be able to survive it but yeah until it actually happens you have no idea you have bad eyesight right yeah not no, not very good I mean not terrible it's so like, you are like twenty fifty vision okay so people with bad eyesight already have a disadvantage yeah because just think if the worst comes and you don't have contacts or glasses like they break or you run out yeah you immediately I'm not saying you'll die but. My wife, she's blind as a bat. Really? She's, she has terrible vision without anything. I'm like, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Because if and when those glasses break, because they will at some point, and yeah. your contact supply is going to run out, you're not going to be able to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll take care of her, of course, but you uh, know what I mean. <laughs> she's going to be dead weight. Yeah. Do you have good vision? Yeah. 2020? 
I used to until I've stared at a computer screen for 15 years. I think my last dental check, they're like, I'm starting to get an astigmatism in one of my eyes just a little bit. And it was, oh, my God. I, I thought I had perfect vision my whole life. And then they're like, okay, look at this chart with one eye. Yeah, it's perfect. And do it with the other eye. Other eye. Oh, my God. It's blurry. <laughs> God. Yeah. But yeah. other than that. Yeah, just recently I got contacts for the first time. Like, these are amazing. I don't know. I never, I've heard. Yeah, it's like I, I had glasses and I hated wearing them. I never would. And so I just always just, everything was just blurry all the time. And, like, if, if it was, like, raining and nighttime in my car, I would have to wear them. But I would really try to avoid wearing my glasses. But now, like, I got them in right now. Like, it's nice. Like, everything's clear. I don't know. It's like seeing an HD, 4K, whatever HD is nowadays. And I guess some we don't talk about, but like context, that's a pretty awesome thing. (laughs) I've heard. Yeah. I've heard the people that... Whoever invented context, like, here's to you. (laughs) You get a shout out. (laughs) Shout out to the people who are in context. Or to who have invented in context. But yeah, Yeah. let's just hope that day will never come and we'll be dead before that happens. Yeah. It's probably my biggest fear, just the grid going down. Because you're not going to know. Yeah, I guess the other thing is like not having information. It's like right. the grid goes down and you're not going to even know why. Unless you have like a radio, like analog radio yeah. that you can pick up some signal. But if the grid. But even then, like how would they even know. know? You're going to be in complete darkness. Yeah. Like not just like radio silence. That's the part that's kind of scary. It's like, it's what really is. scary. Yeah. Like not knowing like what, what caused it. Like, is it like, was it like another country? Was it like some natural phenomenon? Well, and was how it, big it is? How big, how widespread is it? Yeah. Is it just you is it just your tiny little town your city your like you won't be able to contact anybody yeah i guess landlines right they don't run off no, electricity i, I think everything's no dependent on electricity i don't know yeah i don't know because i get most of my information through the internet so i can't rely on that anymore even that information isn't right yeah nothing works Bitcoin doesn't work without the grid. Yeah. Well, essentially, yeah. all I mean, it's like I guess you need would unless cash you work? have physical cash. Yeah. Like but would every, people even every, accept it? Everybody would. That's why, like, the preppers are all like loading up on like bullets, and loading up on like food that that stores. Like, why I think bullets? those are like. I mean, six, just to keep people. Well, away. just you, as a currency. Oh, so like back to like things. Yeah, you can it's trade. like cigarettes and smart. Yeah, because if the grid goes down, there's, there's everybody's broke unless yeah. unless you keep unless yeah, you keep like what, what's paper money. What but even good paper is that? money, even if you keep, let's say you keep a thousand dollars on you just for for a complete yeah. backup in your, in a safe somewhere, it's worthless. Yeah, like would you accept that the grid goes down? Would you accept my cash? It might it'll probably have some value, but then you say my cat. cash. Do you accept my cat? <laughs> yeah, to people eat probably it. would people eat, people yeah. eat it. Yeah, totally. I got I got two dogs I can offer. You go. I need to get some chickens. I remember thinking about that, getting some chickens in the backyard. Where are you gonna put them? I don't think it's that little corner over there. They don't take up that much space. Is there like give a, me some eggs every day? Is there like a law or like a permit you gotta get for that? Um, I think I'm in unincorporated St. Louis County. I think it's they're fine, no big deal. As long as like your neighbors don't complain about it. And we've talked about this before. Everybody is is screwed if the grid goes down, except the Amish. The Amish. The Illuminati. <laughs> Amish. They know what's up. Yeah. They're going to take over the world. Part of me wishes I was Amish. Yeah. We were talking about that. The uh, like demographics, like like everyone, like there's less and less, like we're having less kids. Like we're not at replacement rates. Like the average American is only having having less than two kids. So it's our actual demographics go down. But it's not the case with the Amish. Like they're at like... Uh, like every couple has like five kids on average or something. But is the Amish population so they're growing? growing. Yeah, like, so they're growing. But like the number of people who choose to be Amish, like new people, I should say. I don't think there's new people. It's just the same people just keep breeding. So they're they're making like they're, so the Amish are growing. Yeah, they're outbreeding us. Hmm. They're gonna take over. I'm fine with that. And they own like a lot of land. I'm fine with that. The Amish taking over? Yeah, they don't seem no. Like, like if what, what do you mean taking over? Like. They just own everything. Like, if there's just more of them, like we live in a democracy. It's like they can vote their guys in. You haven't the first Amish president in that 20. That's such a bad, bad thing. You got community. 
I got nothing against the Amish. I really don't know too much about them other than like. I'm just saying, like, I don't think I would voluntarily join unless like something no. major happens. But it wouldn't be if you have a community. Yeah. I'm sure it's still there's still a lot of negatives to it. Yeah, you're gonna join tribal. The Amish? No, I'm not going to voluntarily. Yeah. What's the weird thing with no mustache? Little. I can't grow a mustache. I mean, I can't grow a beard. I can grow. No, you wouldn't make a very good Amish man. No, I wouldn't. Hmm. Would they kill me? Would they kill you? Is that yeah, like a they pre? Don't, they don't seem like a very. I don't know true. their rules, but they don't seem like a very violent people. But then they like when, like Vietnam and World War Two and Korea, like the Amish boys, like they would get drafted and they just no, we're not going. And they're just like oh, okay. <laughs> It's like it seems like the government doesn't even mess with them. I would totally join the Amish over going to war, for sure. It's not makes it sounds like I pansy and not patriotic. Yeah. Well, but when they had the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" policy, it's like I will totally make out with a dude to not go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we won't we won't have to worry about that. Even yeah. though I think don't get any ideas, Jerry. We're no, I think I think we're due, aren't we? Are we due for a war or something? I don't, we've been at war forever. Have we, though? Well, aren't we still in Afghanistan? I don't know. I don't know. It's not like a real hot war. Not no. like a World War II kind of war. The Russians are starting it again with the face app or face swap. What's that app called? Oh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting into current events looking. right now. Yeah. They just, they just steal all our identities. Yet. I'm kind of scared to do it. I don't like to. The idea of like me getting old, like it freaks me out. Like I don't think I'm, like, I'm scared of heights, but I think I'm scared of getting old even more. You gotta embrace it because it's gonna happen. I'm scared of it though. It's just the reality of it. Well, enjoy your time. Yeah, so I'm enjoying my youth. Maybe I'll just always be in denial. Like, no, I'm still young. <laughs> I'm like eight years old. Like, I'm young. That's yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah, as long as there's someone on Earth older than me. So you weren't afraid of getting all your data stolen or your whatever your picture stolen by Russian being stored in Russian servers. You're just scared of looking at yourself old. Yeah. That's way more scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have my, you can have everything. I mean, shoot, what's not? I'm going through that now, like trying to like be secure as possible on my phone. It's like, why? I mean, it's good to take precautions, especially I have a Google phone. So, I mean, I know for sure, like data's yeah. being taken. I guess a long sold. time ago, I just decided that everything I do online is just assume that it's not private. Right. Like, if you do something online, just assume anybody in the world could see what you're doing. I mean, it, it, that's probably just a good. You can't get identity. I mean, it would suck if you get identity theft. That happens. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, if you, if you, I had to stop myself because it's like you, you can't completely secure unless you just completely go off the grid. Just don't have a phone, don't have Google anything, don't have Apple anything, don't have like an account or anything with your address or anything on it. Yeah. People just think they're so important. Like, oh, I don't want them to know what I, I mean, I, unless you screw up, I guess that's the biggest fear. If you screw up or if like, you know, you're put on a list. Even if you like talk crap online, yeah, you're put on a list. And that's kind of scary. But at the same time, maybe you should be put on a list. But what if you even like you do everything right, everything by the book and then, but someone's in power that doesn't like you. Like, I feel it's, like they could frame you pretty easily. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, you did some bad things online. Like, what defense do you have? What do you say? Like, I didn't really look that up. That was someone else. Like, don't leave the house. Don't leave the house. Yeah. You always have an alibi. Yeah. Because your no, phone like, attracts you. Yeah. I see what you're saying, though. I don't know. Luckily, we don't live close to Washington, D.C. No. It's like a lot of that stuff could happen there. I don't know, getting beyond my scope of understanding. Yeah, I don't know. Like I went through the like even the face. I, I actually downloaded the face app. I didn't care. Okay. Like I I did notice Android phones. They almost make you more more paranoid because they ask you like for well, every. Me, I, I don't even, I don't have the face app. Like tell me about this before we. I, I, del- I deleted it already. Like, well, what does it do? It just like it's, you take it's pictures. Like, it's, and like, it, like, it's it's what Snapchat does. It it takes you a picture and then it puts a filter on it. But it's really good. It's like yeah. And so you can shoot. It's not just old, but old is like one of the only free filters. Mm. And there's a lot. Like there's here. Like I'll, I'll bring it up. Okay. So there's one that made you older, and then one that made you look like a girl. One okay. that made you bald. One that made you had blonde hair. Um. And just like any, did I save it? 
Man, it's like it's like blurring the lines of reality. Look at this. Look at that. Is that you? That's me. Wow, that's good. Please tell me you wouldn't do me. I would not do you. Okay. I do me. <laughs> but look at this one. That's you? That's me. I thought that was your dad. <laughs> no. It's pretty wow. good, isn't it? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared to do that. Like it even like it even like Tilted warps my, your nose. Warps my nose, like how kind of old people's noses yeah, that, look. No offense. That's weird. But it's like, it's like blurring the lines of like what's real and what's fake. Oh yeah. Russian technology. Well, even not even Russian. Shoot, what here we're doing know. it. Whoever's doing it. Like you're, like you're getting into like the deep fakes. Yeah. It's, it's like how do you trust anything now? Like how do you know what's real on a scale of like one to ten in terms of like the technology catching up to it, you're like, we're at an eight. Like pretty soon you're not going to be able to tell. If no. you put something on a screen and not say it's yeah. fake or anything, you will Especially like if you're that. not like really diligent, you're like, you're just kind of like, if you just show me that picture and it's like, oh, here, look at this picture of my dad, but I would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and like, right. wouldn't have thought twice about it. Right. Like, that looks real. There's got to be, there's probably going to be something just like to prove that like you are you. Like a yeah. physical marker, or tech, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe you just got to unplug and just like have conversations like that where we're face to face looking at oh, each other. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I'm just saying like what will just happen realistically. I don't know. I feel like there's more and more benefit just like unplugging from all this. Do you think there will be an unplugged movement? I think so. Like there's people like moving to like flip phones. Like I've thought about it. I thought I didn't think about fl- flip phones. I mean, I definitely downgraded my phone. I still have a Google phone, but like I had like a thousand dollar iPhone. I'm like, this is a thousand dollars sitting here. This is stupid. And so I, you know, and I have like a three hundred dollar phone. So that's like a version of that. But I totally see what you're saying. Like, just completely go backwards. Yeah, I, I have an embarrassing story. I want to hear it. So, I <laughs> I gave my number to a Twitter bot. <laughs> like oh, I no. I thought I was talking to a real person. Uh huh. And I gave her my number. <laughs> and then once I gave it, I was like, something seems off about this. And like, there was like a few more messages like, oh, this is a bot. And I just gave this person my number. And so now like the last like two weeks, I've been getting like random phone calls. Get and a like new phone random, or line. Like I am such an idiot. Like It happens. I know, but it's like, that's how good it's gotten. Exactly. Like, it, it, it feels like, because like there'd be, there's always been bots on Tinder and uh, like you could tell pretty easily. It's like okay, like you'd say hey, and you would know that oh, this isn't a real person. But it's like it's got it's getting better and better, and like they're getting smarter and smarter about um, like I guess I don't know if it's AI you consider it, but just like it's it seems more and more like a real person. It's crazy. like it, it, it tricked me enough that I was like that I gave a girl my I thought I was giving a girl my number, and I gave a bot my number, <laughs> and that, that's it's kind of embarrassing, but that's like the state of things. Well, it's not, it's, I mean, it could happen, but we're talking, we're going backwards here, but like, like the generation before us, like you got to think they're taught from like 12. Like when we were 12, it's like, I guess there was internet when we were 12. Like don't chat, like do you remember the chat rooms? Don't chat with anybody. Yeah. Now it's like, don't give your number. Don't, it's almost like gone, not backwards, but in a good way. Like don't do anything. Don't give your phone number. Don't answer phones. Don't do anything yeah. unless you know the person or whatever. Yeah. But I guess that's the nature of online dating though. It's like, right. Well, not even just anything. Just, yeah. but so like, I kind of see what you're yeah. saying, like going backwards, like do less and less and less and less online or yeah. on whatever apps or so maybe I need to get away from that. Let's I would see. totally get a new number. No, nah, it's fine. Whatever. I, I know other it's, I've gotten it cause I've been, it's just been more, but I've been, I've gotten junky phone well, calls forever well i thought about it uh, my wife and i were talking about it it's like why don't we just get new numbers like people yeah see what i mean no one you might have to send out yeah a, I mean, yeah that it's saved anyway as long as the people you know who know you unless you're like in a, in a business where you really need a, f- a personal cell phone number yeah it's like what what's what's the sense not a big a deal as it used yeah. to be even though i've had my same number for years yeah i've had the same years. one too yeah but I don't get a lot of spam calls. My wife yeah. does, and that's why I'm like, I, mean, why I get, get like I get like one a day. A a spam lot. call. Yeah, it's annoying, but I but guess I'm just kind of used to it now. And actually, right. like, they all kind of come from a similar number. Like they change it up, but it's like I'll notice it right away and just well, that's turn what, it down. they're getting smart with that. Like there, there's 
it's not really spam, but it's like a service I use that's definitely not local, and they're calling from local numbers because mm-hmm. that that that's like the only immediate like if it's a a six one eight or three one four or six three six, it's like oh I should, maybe should answer this, but then it's like oh this is your hosting service in London, it's like how are you calling from a six one eight number? Yeah, Man, that's weird. Now that happened. So now it's just I don't I don't answer anything unless it's like all these fakes like it's getting I don't know. But I'm also in position like like I'm looking for a job right now, so I get phone right, calls from. Right. So I kind of have to. Like answer I said, everything. yeah. If, if you're in a business where you need, but if it's important to leave a message, that's my take. Paul's getting hot. That's better. Is this still the Heydays podcast? Yeah, we're still on the Heydays podcast. So I guess the Heydays is just going to get into everything. Yeah, Whatever. Why not? Well, we are the Heydays, I guess. Yeah. If you've stuck around this long, like. Kudos to you. Well, I don't want to cross promote anything, but I'm starting another podcast just like this. Another one with someone else, like this style. It's just like our our generation, our age, just talking about issues that our age deals with. Yeah, and it's not just an age thing. It's What's just, the name of that podcast? As of right now, it's called Grumpy Old Millennials. Grumpy Old Millennials. I like yeah. It. So it's just, and we're not really bitching. It's just kind of just a state of state of not the nation, state of today i don't know we haven't really sorted out the x's and o's but this is pretty much what it is just reminiscing yeah cool well should we end this one yeah i feel like we've been going for a while yeah how long has it been i have no idea i have no idea when we started it's probably at least an hour yeah i think we're right an hour that's probably good well this has been the heydays podcast um we are, like I said earlier, we are playing August 10th at the Hilton Ballpark at, or Hilton Patio at Ballpark Village before and after the Cardinals game. And we're learning a bunch of new songs. It'll be the full band with Diane and everything. Full band with Diane. Yeah, so it's not just one of the last pieces, ones. It's the four piece. Yeah, because she'll have a baby soon after. Yep. And so probably a lot more three pieces for a while. Yep. Which is cool. So actually, there'll be five people on stage. Sweet. So Jerry, Paul, Patrick, Diane, and child. And with child. With child. With child. That'll be fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got a couple more dates in Illinois in September uh, and Baldwin in November, but we'll talk about those later. Sounds good. Anything else? I'm good. All right. See you next time. Later.